Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of The Side Eye. We are leaping forward. Uh, it's almost spring, and I am Uptown Bobby. Oh, and I am K. Clark. I thought you were going to say an alias. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just Uptown Bobby today, man. Y'all can... Uh, yeah, yeah, I can call me whatever you want to call me, but just don't, <laughs> just don't be mean, you know. Let's be nice. Oh man, how you feeling? Oh, good. I'm you know, a little tired because it's spring forward part, you know. But other than that, you know, doing good. By you? Yeah, I'm good. Do we ever get used to that? I, I, I'm waiting on them to finally like call it off. But we'll I mean, see. I yeah, I'd rather fall back to spring forward because fall back and get another hour at least. Exactly. Who so. I used to hate being at work when that um when it happens. <laughs> spring forward. I mean, well, spring forward you, you get get off work early, but fall back you gotta stay in the hour. <laughs> yeah, man. Oof, I don't like that. <laughs> but uh, here we are, and it's spring almost. It's and it's really almost the one year anniversary of the Chris Rock slap <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> because tonight uh y'all by the time y'all hear this it'll be over but today with the oscars and it's oh, yeah, hilarious it's now oh yeah it's happening now and mm. it's it's crazy that that's going on uh so after a year to process everything uh take Floyd, how do you feel about that epic moment do you feel as if it came and went do you feel like it lingered around <laughs> too long definitely came and went <laughs> It definitely hasn't come, come and gone because people we were still talking about it and analyzing it and writing think pieces about it and what it means, what it don't mean, and so on and so forth. So I don't think it's gone away really. I mean, it's it died down for a bit, but now with Chris coming out with the new special, it's definitely back in the conversation. But I don't think it's ever totally died down. Uh, you know, because that moment was, I mean, that moment was genuinely surprising. Like, I, I, when I, I remember where I was, I was, um, I was watching something else, and actually, a friend of mine texted me and says, "You know, uh, you heard about what happened on the Oscars." I was like, "I was like, no." And I, and I pulled, uh, and I said, "Let me go on Facebook." And I think I pulled up a clip somebody already posted, and I saw, and I saw it, and like when I first saw it, I remember thinking, "Is this a skit?" Or it's like, you know, or this actually happening. Then, like when I when they really dawned me, "Oh no, this is happening," because then I saw the timeline. Just my time just going, you know, filling up down the line. Just put his reactions, sharing, posting, you know, all that. And then, you know, over the next weeks, months, we just saw that the well, I just mentioned the, the thing pieces, the the back and forth, the who was right, the who was wrong, you know, this, that, and the third, you know, it it was all that. So, um, yeah, it's, it just it's, it's it's a moment that you know will is it's irreversibly a part of both Will Smith's career and life, and also Chris Rock's. And to the extent Jada's, which is kind of unfair to her, but to begin to in a minute. So, yeah, this that's crazy that this still is lingering. You know, uh, obviously with it being like pretty much the one year anniversary of it and the Oscars, you know, coinciding, it does make sense. Kind of like to look back at it. Ah, it was iconic because like mm. award shows are pretty boring for the most part. I don't see how people watch all this shit because I'm like, why? But that 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 spiced it. That spiced it up. Like remember growing up, how the alternate award shows, like the MTV and the mm. BET, when they would have like these moments that the other award shows didn't have. Because other award shows, they they take themselves too seriously. They just they're they're stuffy. You know, mm. it's real like pompous kind of. You know, it's just celebrities sucking themselves off. 
But when you had the the MTV awards and like you know, lesser extent the BET awards, it was more fun, more risque. And you had like the Madonna kissing Britney Spears and Christina mm. Aguilera moment. You had like mm. the Lil Kim pasty with Diana Ross. Diana Ross, Ross and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So it was fun. And this was like reminiscent the the Will Smith Chris Rock action was reminiscent of that. It was like it was just you just didn't expect it, and it was like free. <laughs> It was, but it been less than like a fun way, more like a oh shit kind of yeah, way. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I thought it was funny to me because Chris Rock made it funny. I, I think he don't get enough credit for how he react, how he took it, because he kind of <laughs> like he kind of like lessened the tension, and then Will amped it back up with, with the epic, you know, right, my, my names right off to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he was a class act for how he took it. Like, uh, I, I think huh. he gets. I think he don't get no credit for that. I mean, he started it, but at the same time, he he took it well. To, he <laughs> took it so well that it made me question the authenticity of it. Mm. Well, even even with that, some people I I even some reaction this week with people were talking about something. Even even that felt they felt like they felt like that was a uh, take your pick, you know, coon bitch ass reaction because he, uh, and then people were saying that he the way he leave for like here come King Richard and then like when he and then he got smacked like let's say whistle just smacked the shit out of me people were saying like well, d- no damn why you didn't do nothing which we'll get to that in a minute with the special uh, but I, yeah I mean the way he took it in the moment I guess like the way I don't know if it, he said uh, obviously there's a clear size difference between him and Will Smith I mean they roughly they roughly the same height but build wise Will is a bigger man and he, you know, he's been training for the last I don't know many years playing boxes and whatnot. So, you know, clearly he had the physical advantage. So that could have been that as well. And just, just I think it's a shocking moment because I mean, people, I will say for people, you know, some people probably would have slapped back or, or done worse back. But in a way, it's like in that moment, you know, there's a shock of it. Like when if because you know somebody walking up at an award show in front of everybody and just you know doing doing front in front of everybody, you know, it's just like. I think there is. I think that was genuine shock. Like when he said, "Will Smith just back the shit out of me." I mean, it's. I mean, of course, he's a comedian, so it's gonna be. It's gonna be funny, and also because he, he's been at it for a long time. But also, it's just like it probably was genuine shock. Like, damn, I just, I just got spec the shit out of on you know, national TV, <laughs> you know. Um, and so there's that, and then you know, it's both a shock at the moment, and then the, I think the pro clutch yeah. overreaction afterwards, mostly by you know uh, non-melanated brethren. <laughs> Yeah, and then look at how long Chris Rock has been in show business. Like, look at how many award shows he's hosted from, like, the VMA to the Oscars to the Golden Globes. He knows, like, he knows comedic timing and he knows, like, opportunities. You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude was on SNL. You know what I'm saying? Like, like live reactions. Like, you know when you get a moment and how to, like, I guess, monetize it or capitalize on it. And that's what he did. Like him reacting in a negative way would have ruined the whole thing. It really like made it go left. Like it really would have scared the whites. But the way he handled it, it was more like it made it epic and it also made it kind of funny. Like it made it mean worthy because we started fighting him. I don't think you you really get the mean part of it. But the way he took the reaction, holding his face, and then you know what he said, you know, it was like it made it more. Uh, it made it kind of safe and kind of like comedic. But also, another thing is, uh, Chris knew that he kind of hit a gold mine of material with this too. Like, 
getting slapped like that and taking it and then the way he responded and then not saying anything afterwards. You knew the next time he would get on the stage or get a mic, then this would this would become like material. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, mean, I could I could have not. <laughs> right. He's been in the business that long. You know, uh, also, you know, he talks about, I've, I've seen things from him talk about his therapy and how far he's come as, you know, a man and how he had to like her. Cause let's, 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 don't, don't get it twisted, though. Like, he is Chris Rock. We know him as high, high, funny guy. But this is a nigga who grew up in like uh, New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, shit wasn't sweet. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a lot of pain, you know, behind those laughs. And, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he was going to just beat Will ass or nothing like that, but this, he, ain't, he ain't no punk. I wouldn't call him no punk, you know? He just, he's 58 years old, you know? And he's in show business, so he handled it well, better than a lot of people would have, uh, especially given his stature and stance. So, all's well ends well. Nobody got hurt. Maybe a few egos, but, I mean, at the end of the day, Chris Rock kind of won because most people only watch that stand-up special on Netflix just to see what he was going to say about the slab. Mm, yeah, because the rest of it wasn't, you know. What do you think about it overall? The special overall? Man, I fell asleep on it. Uh, Me too! I did too! <laughs> and I don't even know if it was because it was bad or because I was just tired, but here's the thing about Chris Rock. I think he's naturally funny. I think he's brilliant as far as comedy. I think some of his jokes are some of the best jokes, specifically about race and straight stuff, you know, it's pretty good. Cause I mean, that's really his like, that's his wheelhouse. That's most black male comedians wheelhouse race and, you know, relationship stuff. Uh, he's good at that. But then it gets to a point now to where it's like, I kind of don't care what he has to say. Cause like, who cares? Like, and he's also like, I never like Chris Rock's voice. Like, you know how people have punchable faces? Like, it's kind of like, I, people, I've always wanted to slap Chris Rock. But because of his voice is so annoying to me. Like, he just has that annoying, like, thing about him that just kind of like, like, that's, that's the reason why they named the show Everybody Hates Chris, because he just has that natural, underdog, annoying, like, shut up energy. And... <laughs> And sometimes that gets to me, so I'll be like, I had to come back to this. But I fell asleep on it. Um, I I did catch the part where he like tried to talk about the incident, but he screwed up. Like he said the like the wrong movie like, name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said the current movie instead of the old movie. And I'm mm. like, dang, Chris, like you you've been doing this too long to be messing up like that. First of all, you should have like you know most comedians they practice material at like live shows, like little shows, holes in the wall, stuff like that. I'm like, come on, Chris, you can't, you can't be fumbling like that. And then, uh, I don't know, it, it just, it wasn't worth the wait as far as like his reaction to what happened. That was a little disappointing. Mm. Uh, what, what do you think? Well, like I said, like you got, I fell asleep through like some of it. I watched, but I did catch pretty much like I look at probably, probably about 90 percent of it. Um, I mean. You're right. When it comes to like comedians of a certain age, like especially the you know straight black male comedians, it's like when it comes to like stuff that affects them directly, like racism and systemic racism, and you know talking about white books and all this stuff. Like usually they can be on point, but when it comes to like sexuality, gender, changing cultural norms, like I don't see much from these niggas no more. You know, just uh, 
it's just very like, defensive. It, it's just like, yeah, they, it's like they all are sucking like a time warp of like 1993, four, five, whatever. It's just like, it just, it just stick of the time they became famous. It's like, y'all are complaining about something that y'all are not having to deal with because y'all are literally on stage saying whatever it is you want to say, getting paid millions of dollars to say it in front of an audience that adores you, yet you feel like you, you're under attack. It's like it's like this. It's like this full persecution myth where they saying like everybody's a victim. He, he kept when he listed the things that could get you uh, in trouble or get you famous. I'm like, okay, that's always been the case. Do something bad, mm-hmm. be famous. Uh, show your ass, be famous. Be really excellent in something, be famous. Be a victim, be famous. I mean, just, that that has always existed. Now it's amplified because of social media. And some, I think there's some truth to you. What he's saying about some people like want everybody want to claim victimhood you know when it's not a, an actual thing for them that's, that's probably some truth to that but in general the criteria for like getting on or being famous has always been those things be really good be really bad be outrageous or you know be a victimized in some way you know right as always exists it existed when he started or before he started so that's, that's not a, a good point then the whole thing about the you know, extended riff about like lululemon and then like um the stuff about um it just felt really like it didn't, it didn't feel fresh, <laughs> you know. It just, mm-hmm. it just felt really. It just most of all, it felt really stale. I mean, it's about the capital was kind of funny because it's true, <laughs> uh, you know. But for the majority of it, it's just like you know, it just didn't. Nothing made me like laugh out loud. It, it was nothing I would I would go back and like watch over again to like you know to laugh at. Uh, mm-hmm. Getting to the Will and Jada stuff, I mean, it's about like it's about what I expected. Um, it just um I wish someone said this on on, on like a short little reel on Instagram and I, I kind of agree with it. Like, like this could have been like an opportunity to like explore like masculinity and talk to masculinity and how fragility and ego and all and trauma, all that stuff, everything else. But it, it just stayed just like surface and kind of shallow. It just stayed with him basically like basically positioning Jada as the one that caused everything. Like she just has these mystical powers that can control these niggas and just like make them make real go on stage and, and smack him. And then uh because he felt cuckolded by her cheating on August I've seen like first of all like why are we all still pretending like these people don't have an open marriage and have had one for the last I don't know how many years. Like we okay. know this. They ain't confirmed it, but you read between the lines of love, you know. And so him, him, Will, I mean, Jay, cheating on Will is not a thing. You can't cheat if if you got an open marriage. You know, the thing is that she got her stuff has got more public and a little bit and, and messy. That's what happened. You know, now do I think sleeping with your son's best friend is like the best move? You know, he grown. Not really, because the circumstances involved. You know, he came to y'all for help, and that's what ended up happening. It's not great. You know, and, and had that been Will, one of Will's friends, it would have been much harsher criticism. You know. That said, Jada does not have the power to make a 53-year-old man get up on stage and smack somebody else. Like, Will mm-hmm. chose to do that. He chose to do that. And he, that's, his, that's his action. That's not Jada's action. And then second of all, because his reason for saying, quote, quote, she started it, it's kind of BS because he's saying that she came to him saying, drop. he's saying that she said publicly, I guess, or implying that she said publicly, Christian drop out and that host the Oscars. But when you... um. The receipts aren't there for that. But the receipt is that she posted she that she posted the video at the time when the Oscars in 2016 saying, I, I don't know a better person to host the Oscars. You know, Chris, I won't be watching, I won't be there, but I wish you good luck. You know, now probably she could have said, Hey, 
you should drop out because Will wouldn't da, 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 da. and he said he probably said I ain't gonna do that no and whatever else so like him saying like she started it it feels like that feels like BSP because you are the one that made a private conversation public and you know you're the one that aired that out in front of folks including for the white folks which brings me to the quote the, the mic drop final moment when he found what he said you know why why didn't you fight back? Why didn't you fight back? And he says, you know, because I was raised by parents. And they told me, don't fight up on them white people. I'm like, what in the bullshit ass Bill Cosby? Why what the fuck was that? Chris, Chris Chris Rock is also the same nigga that like let white people say nigga in front of him. Yeah, and then that, like, exactly. It's a true line. Oh. But I'm just like that 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 was not a <laughs> mic drop. I, 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 somebody, I think somebody either posted it on as a status on that Facebook page or I watched it first and each time I was like, huh? That's a that's you, a you thought that was going to, to drop the mic and 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 raise up and everybody and everybody rose the people don't 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 raise don't 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 no, sell for that. A, you thought you ate that. You, left, you, you thought you ate that. You left, you left number crumbs. It's like that's a Gen X uh, straight black man uh, take for you because that's that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. And um because like what does it like what does like okay it's what, one thing not is, to fight because. Hey, it's a lot to lose. You know, we could go to jail. You know, uh, we could never come back to this award show. You know, and then just like like we like we gave him compliments earlier about you know, hey, maybe he knew the moment would be golden and he took advantage of it by not like ruining fighting it. So he just you know stood there, held his face, whatever. But to, to try to cover it up with that, yeah, that's like that's some cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's 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 like you know, I don't want people brought in, for, in at the award show. Like, I don't want that to happen. But at the same time, it's just like the, all the pe- yeah, you could the, 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 the people the people use the people if people already felt that way about you as a black man before before that, it doesn't matter if you took the slap, hit that hit that dude in the back of the head, and y'all saw it rolling around the floor like y'all was back in, on the playground. It didn't it wouldn't matter either way because they still would have felt the way they feel about you either way. So mm-hmm. you saying that like oh don't fight from fight from fighting from the white people it's like okay don't fight from them but you have no problem bringing a private conversation public in front of them in the 2016 Oscars you had no I problem mean, airing your, airing out your issues with two of these black people in front of an audience of millions not right. just in the, not in just the actual concert hall but millions of white folks that's gonna watch on Netflix it's gonna share with their friends it's gonna share their work it's gonna talk about their work you had no issue with that. Yeah, no issue. I'm saying, saying nigga in front of white people. Right. Or, 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 or doing, doing the whole doing the whole as black folks and there's niggas, that whole thing that gave birth to a thousand uncomfortable conversations in the, that we've had to endure. So oh man. He, so, he, now I, I do regret him saying that because to this day, people that was a whole boondock episode, basically. <laughs> 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 but yeah, he definitely started that shit. But that's so that's, that's your next black man, man. They yeah, they so, gotta go. I mean, you know, just like yeah, that wasn't a mic drop. I just, I, I don't. That's just no. Mm-mm. Come back with that. Delete this. That all, all that. <laughs> you know, it's, it just, I didn't, I didn't relate to that or catch that at all. Like I said, I'm, you know, not to, you know, want to act like a, a, a fool in front of everybody, but still, it's like you, mm-mm. framing your actions yeah. around, around, around what, around the, you know, the the whites found acceptable. No, nah, they ain't the move. Nah, because you got a lot of reasons why you could have said you didn't want to fight, but that was the, that's pretty weak. And like I well, said, he, he what well, he gave us reasons already said, Wilson was bigger than me. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. Wilson was a trans boxer and played Ali. I understand that. Uh, it was the shock of the moment. I get it. 
you know, some people, people say, well, I would have done that, but, but everybody ain't you. So, you know, I, yeah. all those are, are, are reasons that, you know, again, I, I, I understand why he may not have reacted in that moment, you know, but saying done white fight from white people, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's weak sauce. That's pretty weak. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wasn't impressed with it. Will I go back and finish it? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I still think he's very funny. I think he he still has a place within the what, what should I say, like the round table of blackness to come. Yeah. <laughs> he could be a cultural critic still. I give him that. But yeah. see, that's my problem with comedians, and this is my thing. I've been saying this for a while. Do we really need comedians in two thousand twenty three? It's like a lost <laughs> art. Like it's, it's like it's almost like being a magician. Like who? Who, wants, who really wants to go see a magician? Nobody, because it's like uh, I like one of the, who, like it's something like this kind of like uh, cringe, kind of cachet. Like it's like, eh, do I want to spend an hour or two hours watching a nigga talk about his opinion when I could just go online and post my opinion or listen to other people's opinions who I might find even funnier? Like I don't know. I think there's a place. When they're the when they're actual jokes, because if you the, the common thread among Chris the Switchbox special, uh, Dave Chappelle's last specials, a couple of other ones, is that people come away saying we're either where are the jokes, or people come away saying, man, he told you know he told his truth, y'all ain't ready for all that. It's like it's like it's either <laughs> or people, people like you you think you think back to as problematic as it was in the age with some of the stuff, the jokes on raw, delirious. Um, think about Kings of Comedy with Bernie Mac and, and Cedric and Steve and, and DL. You think about Queens of Comedy, you know, there's jokes for lines from that to this day that people can quote in conversation. You know what they're talking about. There's a line that I've heard from Dave Chappelle's multiple specials that people have said to me that I, that, that, that that people aren't repeating the lines. People are repeat, no. aren't repeating the lines from Chris Rocks. They they're not repeating the lines. They're, they're, where are the jokes? There are no jokes. That's the main thing. There are no yeah. jokes. It's like yeah, it's, it's, it's like they're, they're so concerned with like with like speaking out against quote unquote woke culture and saying how much has changed, how you can't say anything. It's like, well, try to say something new. Right. That's the problem. The it's only, like you, you you have a the reason why they the reason why I'm I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off but this, get this ranting out here. Uh it's like the reason why they 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 have a problem is because when they first emerged, the reason why they became famous became popular because they were commenting on the times in a funny way that felt relevant to the culture. Now it's like you you just spend you spend your time random how much the culture has changed, how you can't say anything. You can spend so much time some random how much you can't say anything you didn't think I'm the new to say. To address the moment. Yep. And I think they feel left behind because they, they I think I think they know that the magic is gone because we don't need them anymore. Well, wait, that's, I, that's, that's, I... that's my thing that they can recapture the magic if they do what initially got them famous. It's like come out of the bubble, look around, live, have conversations, take it in, and comment on it in a way that is funny. That's where it's insightful, not, not in a way that's like raging against. Against, against times changing, but recognize that times have changed and adapt to that and st- and do and, and and process that and put that out in a way that is funny, not in a way that's just reacting like, oh, it's terrible, you can't say anything more. In my day, we we wanted to be good to job, you had to good to job. Now you just wait for somebody to do some dumb shit. Like it's it's like that's not, it's 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 that's the thing. It's like if they could come out, if they could stop lamenting how much has changed, how you can't quote unquote say anything and learn how to say what they always say, but in a different, but in a way that is relevant to now. Then yeah, you would still need comedians because people want to laugh. That's not going to change. People want to laugh. People want to escape for the same reason people go to a concert to escape. I think people want to go to a comedy show to escape, even if it's even if it's, even if they're talking about like political things or like or like socially socially social commentary. 
if people can still escape from that, if it's, if it's funny enough and it's clever enough, if it's just you just ranting on stage against what against you know against what the coach is becoming, it's all get off my lawn. Anybody know people don't necessarily want to hear that unless they feel that way too. Um, and I think also, and also those ideas, and this is what get my nerves too, is like always a bunch of comedians are, are, are always just think of this thing that they do is like unpeachable high art that can't be critiqued. It's like you can critique a singer and say they can't sing, or you can critique a dancer and say they can't dance, or this person can't act, this person can't paint, but you can never you can't you can't say that a joke just wasn't funny. Like it's, it's almost like it's like it's almost like a how dare you yeah, thing, or, or or like or like people just say well they're comedian they can just say whatever. It's like well no, it's like if you're gonna say it, it still has to. It that be funny, number one? And and if, and if it wasn't funny, then tell another one. I come up with something else. It's like they look at this thing. It's like how it's it's, it's like an unpeachable high art that they that they're trying to like delve into the emotional depths of humanity. It's like some of y'all don't say just playing. It's still telling dick jokes. Y'all ain't trying to be George Carlin or or, or or Richard Pryor or you know Lenny Bruce or somebody like that. Y'all just don't hear telling dick jokes. Y'all trying to cover it with this idea that I'm a comedian. That's 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 the part of the gag that's that's caught up. Is that the outlandish stuff you say can no longer really just be a thing? Like comedians don't like the internet people now because they feel like that's not real comedy. You know, it's it's real Johnny come lately. It's 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 like uh, it's not structured. Oh, y'all get time to edit and do this. But the thing is, those clips, reels, TikToks, whatever. Are pretty funny considering that you know somebody did it in the kitchen. Y'all niggas get months, years, all this time to write this material, and you come out here telling doo doo jokes, and you're mad because oh, and it's like it's just like what's the point? I, but because here's the thing about some comedians that made them special: Dave, Chris, Adam, they were special because at a time period they were speaking what a lot of people wanted to say but couldn't say out loud. But now, social media, somebody, everybody can go online and say that shit. And I mean, they might get the same. I mean, now, I mean, back in like 2010 to like 2013, 14, you could say a lot of stuff. And wouldn't nobody really like come for you, quote unquote. Or maybe people would be mad, but for the most part, you could make a brand out there. But now, if you say some of the stuff they were saying back then online, yeah, you would be out of here. But the thing is, these niggas are mad. Because they can't do that the same way anymore without having repercussions. And it's like, y'all are mad because the veil been pulled back. Some of y'all went that clever. And some of the stuff y'all said was like, oh, yeah, he telling it like it is. But now it's like, I mean, do I really need to hear that? When I could get, like, I got my annoying cousin on Facebook who could say that stupid shit, but I, could, but I have the ability to block them. You know, I don't need, like, it's just, it's, it's, y'all powers aren't the same anymore, and they feel threatened by it. That's why they turn, they, they see, they flipped it too, because Dave, as, as, as much as he's fallen off, I think he just rebranded, because he knows his comedy ain't really, can't really be the same anymore. He can't really say the stuff he used to say without having backlash. So he just didn't embrace the quote-unquote villain role, and he didn't, like, turn it into this whole me against them thing and he got his ilk to go against you know this ilk and all that i mean i think it's kind of i actually think it's kind of genius how he did how he played every, he playing everybody i mean he could he very well could feel the way he feels i mean i'm not saying that it's an act but i think it's an act that he's 
taking advantage of, and he know he's doing it because he it's easy for him. Now he got to he don't have to work hard because he ain't, he ain't even got to like you said earlier. He ain't even got to tell jokes. He just get up there and be mean and mad. And one side is gonna be very mad, and one side is gonna be like, "Boy, that day, boy, he a comedian genius. He tell it like it is." And then what you know, people talking about it, and he gets to work less is hard. Like back then, he had to come up with a lot of stuff. You know, he had to come up with clever stuff like the Sesame Street stuff. You know, uh, the baby selling drugs, and you know, all that, all that. The black, the first black president. You know, all just all types of crazy stuff. But now. He knows that he really can't he can't do that anymore because I mean our attention spans are shorter. Nobody wants to watch a whole stand-up special, like really just kind of like jokes like that. And then it's like, man, people got Facebook statuses that are funny, people got TikTok reels that are funny. So what's the best route to go? Just be mean. Just get niggas mad. <laughs> just have them go online and be mad, or another side be like, oh, he just telling it like it is. So it's I don't know it's a weird game these niggas playing the up the upper echelon of playing I'm not saying that there's no funny comedians well I think there are funny comedians I think some of the best comedians now are women but that's a whole another conversation for another day um but yeah these niggas just gotta work harder you can't just go up there and be like doo doo pee pee dykes hoes uh gay faggot you can't you can't mm-hmm. do that you can't do that anymore that's not funny you have to actually put work into your craft now. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's what I'm getting at. It's just like, you have, this is like, adapt with what's happening. I think Cat Williams said it to the extent he was like, somebody asked him about that, you know, the whole thing about what they can and can't say. Now he's like, well, you know, the people who are complaining about that probably won't bring it funny in the first place. Like he said something to, to that extent, you know. And I and that's the thing. It's like, if you truly are good at what you do, you know, there's no guarantee that you have the same level of success because that's so many factors involved in that in terms of like, you know, people being into you. But, you know, if you really are good with what, what you do, I think you, should, you can find a way to to still be you, but adapt to the changes in the world that are going on. Because, you know, it's a cliche thing, but comedy typically, typically tends to punch up at, you know, powerful people, powerful institutions, things like that. It tends to not punch down, you know. And so... You know, if, if if people can find a way to do that in a way that is you know, still funny and relevant to what's going on now, you know, then you know, then they they can survive and, and turn to something else that can and do things that are genuinely funny. You know, like so even they, they even though they broke up now, Jesus and Meryl said some wild shit on the show every week and week to week, but still, where they didn't get dragged for being you know homophobic, transphobic, you know, say, you know, they they still were able to like not be too problematic but still say crazy things that make people laugh and people will share and watch you know what i mean and so right and, and so i think that to me that's kind of a model in that sense because they, they're 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 like about our age maybe a little bit older and it's like you know they found a way to like still be you know themselves but not be offensive un- unnecessarily offensive to people to not punch down and so the Reed is an example with Crystal and uh Kefiri. They're not just a comedian, so you know Kefiri has done some comedy, but it's like they, you know, they they're very blunt and 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 direct. But it's like, you know, it's not uh, punching down still. You know, so it's a way right. to do it. It's a way to do it if they want if they if they're interested in interested in doing it. But really, they don't have to do it because, like I said, are they really canceled? Like I mean, Louis C.K. got a job and he's doing stand up, and then you know. Um, 
Saint Dave Chappelle, you know, he, he getting paid. Kevin Hart got paid. Chris Rock getting paid. They slap gave him another forty million dollars. You know, um, and so like, it, are they really cancer? Are they really suffering? Not no. really. No, you know, they and know so they, uh, they know what they're doing. They use those words. <clears throat> they turn those words. It's almost like uh, how people take how people say black people took the N word and made it ours. Mm-hmm. That's what these these comedians are doing. They're taking. Oh, cancel woke mm. the whole thing, and they're flipping it and making it dead. Really, they, they're really just a bunch of Fox News pundits. <laughs> <Told you. laughs> hey, nigga, what? Just, and also, and also, what is the what is the the fanboy obsession with Elon Musk? He, they uh, should invited him on stage. Chris Rock mentioned him in his special. Like, what is the? I mean, yeah, he's like Joe Rogan, but with like technology. Like, but, I mean, what's they love it. They just, they just, they, yeah, I guess I guess that shows their age at the idea like he's the richest man in the world. So that about so he's inherently interesting. I guess is how they may look at it. I don't know because because why else would they invite him on stage just to, for whatever for whatever reason? And you know he's the he's the cool white friend of the moment. Is <laughs> he? I mean, but then, I mean, yeah. I guess you know. <laughs> Let me do two hundred billion dollars in, in a couple of months. I guess that'd be cool too. <laughs> oh yeah, but moving along from the out. Speaking of going back to the Oscars, did you see any of the movies nominated? <laughs> no, uh, not not oh. not like in the big categories. I think I saw I saw that I think uh, Wakanda Forever was nominated for a few things, and I did see that. Uh, but no, pretty much everything else I did have not seen. So. <laughs> Like you, I saw Wakanda Forever, and I saw everything, everywhere, all at once. And that is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Oh. Yeah, I think that should probably sweep. At the, whatever award that movie nominated for, it should win. Mm. I like it. I really like it. Uh, very good cast, very good plot. It's, just, it's, a, it's very weird. Uh, it's like, it's a movie that like doesn't feel like a movie. If that makes sense, it feels like it's it's just one of the most fun experiences I've had with a movie. Uh, it's challenging, it's confusing, but it's fun, and I recommend everybody see it. I think it's on. I think you can watch it on Showtime if you have access to Showtime right now. Mm. But I do, I do regret not seeing it in the theaters though. I, I I've been thinking about going. I know they're doing like showings of it now, and I've been thinking about going to. Uh, go see it in theaters while it's mm. showing out. But yeah, I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, oh, speaking of award shows, I don't know if we covered this last time, but the Grammys, uh, Beyonce didn't win album of the year and niggas were mad. But <laughs> my thing is, y'all stop being mad about that. First of all, don't watch the Grammys. <laughs> Second of all, Stop being mad about her not winning album of the year. It's been like this is like the fourth, third time this has happened. Stop it. They don't want to give it to her because they don't. I've read some of the comments from quote unquote some of the voters. Mm. And one one quote really struck out to me. They said that they I'm paraphrasing, but you can go online and find it yourself. They said that they were tired of every release feeling like they have to bow down to her because it's the next big thing and they just didn't want to do it and like these are the people who you're dealing with so why are you getting mad that people like this are not giving her an award if you like the album if you loved it if you thought it was album of the year 
then it's album of the year to you. Stop letting these white people, and I'm saying white people because I'm assuming most of these people that vote for this shit white. Stop letting these white people get you mad and in your feelings for one night every four years. Stop it. And also, well, I, oh, go ahead. also, I feel bad for people who actually win this shit and now they feel like they have to like bow down to Beyonce too. Like, um, Vic, for all rights and purposes, didn't deserve the shit he got for that moment. Like, Beck has been in the game for a long time. You know, uh, I, 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 only, I only heard of him because of Loser, but that was his moment, you know, and I know a lot of people were mad. Kanye ruined it, and oh my God, look at the, look at how that aged. But, <laughs> you know, that dude worked hard for that moment. He got his moment. So, I mean, just because your fave didn't win, don't mean you got shit on, like, somebody else's moment. I know he's a white man and it's different, but I mean, Beck ain't never did nothing to nobody. But that's that's all I got to say. Stop watching that shit and stop getting your feelings up. Cause y'all, one moment y'all, oh, she's won the most Grammys, and then by the end of the night, oh, oh the Grammys tear it all down. It's like, well, what what the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> like because one person didn't win every award. Uh, that, 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 that's all I got. Well, for me, I would say I think the reason why people are upset that she is in one album is because the goalposts keep moving. So like, the year with Beck, when she was nominated for a subtitle, the whole thing was based the the logic was oh well she didn't win because it's based not based on record sales or like stats like that. It's based on musicality, and so Beck won. And then the year with Adele, that uh, she lost to Adele for album of the year for Lemonade, and Adele went for twenty five. I think that then the logic was okay. Um, I guess it's neck and neck in terms of the impact of, of the songs itself. And so that was a measuring stick. And now with this 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 turnaround with uh, Harry Styles winning over her, it's like, okay, what is it this time? It's like, I think what people were saying, like, like and now we know someone what, we know someone what the thoughts are. Yeah. Is, 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 is uh, people saying, well, she's too big. You know, and so, well, so I think so. I think people are upset with the fact that the, the goalpost keeps getting moved every time that she's nominated. Yeah. Now, of course, the, I agree with you saying that they, they just don't want to give it to her because they feel like she needs to, you know, I guess we cut down the size a bit. Um, you know, I don't think Harry helped him so by saying this doesn't happen when he when he got the award saying this doesn't happen to people like me because that made people you know come for him. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's why I think if, if it was a, a a a hard and fast, you know, like like I guess like single of the year or something like uh, song of the year. Typically, song of the year is like the song of the year, like the song that was everywhere. Whereas with album of the year was like what's the measuring stick what's the what's the what's the thing that that determines what that is and i think people if that was a, a hard and fast thing then people probably wouldn't be as in their feelings about it um but you know we know but but the thing is my only caveat for that is we don't know what the goalposts even are because they don't they don't even know it's just <laughs> it's just based on who they want to win that's, that's yeah. it it's just based on who they, whoever they, whoever's this Illuminati feels <laughs> like who they want to win, and that's it. Like we, we have no idea what the criteria is, and that's for any of them for mm. rap, for best rap album, best pop, like song of the year. Okay, that's kind of that's usually clear cut for the mm. most part. Um, but album of the year, rap album of the year, those out those ones are always tricky because. You never know. It, it just feels like whoever in the room just vibing with whatever, that's who wins. So mm -hmm. that's my thing. Like, we don't know what these people in this room even 
like measuring up like is it record sales is it impact is it influence is it um relevance like we don't know they just go in the room and just be like shit i like this dude he just looks cool or i heard this song and it made me cry so the whole album was good like just weird shit so i'd be like don't <laughs> don't don't let these fucking people decide what's cool mm. to you because they just have some shit, some agenda or such. Because that's, that's really what it seems like. It's like agendas being pushed by these voters. And we don't know who the fuck these people are. I just assume they are like... Music business, Music business in, uh, industry people. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Industry insiders, yeah. basically. So, yeah. Um, so, they don't like Beyonce. You know, they think, shit, y'all keep doing this shit. Well, every year we'll not give the bitch a one. So, <laughs> like... But, but you know what's funny? I hate to say his name, but K blank NYE <laughs> said something a few years ago. It was very timely. He said that he's not going to the Oscars because they never give him or they never put him in album of the year. He said, yeah. Grammys. Right. He said, y'all let me win against the black people. I beat the black people, but I'm not beating just y'all don't y'all don't let me beat Justin Timberlake. Y'all don't let me beat these people. He said that. And he was right. <laughs> He's right. They are, they don't, they give niggas so much power and so much rope. They'll let you come perform. They'll give you a few trophies in your categories. But when it's time for the grand stage for that album of the year, oh, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> because my thing, my, the bigger picture is, okay, Beyonce didn't win. But who else black won? Kendrick didn't win. Kendrick had, to me, in my personal opinion, Kendrick had just as much of a right to win album of the year as Beyonce. He win? No. So it's like the bigger picture is the shit is racist versus just why Beyonce didn't win. Mm. Yeah, I also think genre has a uh, uh, a thing as uh, a, a factor because you know Harry's house. Even though I've listened to a lot of it, I'm, I'm you know from what I've heard bits of what I've heard, it, it does fit in more that you know pop rock. Sort of sound that that appeals to you know appeal to Grammy voters over Renaissance, which is a you know electronic dance album from top down. You know, but but, but the thing, but the BS about that is, didn't Daft Punk win album of the year a few years ago? Did they? Oh, for uh, um, random uh, access random memories. Of, okay, well, I mean, right. you know, a, a rare, <laughs> yeah, a, a rare thing. But also, again, who where she pulling from? She ain't pulling from French House. She's pulling from you know the black queer underground. They don't even care about that. They just don't care about. It. They just care about the fact that, ugh, Beyonce. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I mean, ugh. some of them, some of them that went by Harry too. Somebody, one of the, I mean, one of the people that they they interviewed saying, you know, I came over here because I just I, he's from a boy band. I just don't give those things credit, <laughs> you know. But but then but then you have to think about, and that's why I'm like, not only is it racist, but y'all got some like dinosaurs doing this vote. Oh yeah, some one person said they even they even listened to the interviews. They, they said they, they just voted for Al because they knew who they were. Like, so 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 yeah. So it just goes back to my point. Y'all letting these lame hipster influences that we don't even know, we can't even see, just you know, define or like like set the culture for a standard. I'm just like, man, stop giving them people much power. Like, I don't even think Beyonce cares at this point about winning album of the year, personally. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but she, she'll she go, I guess, because, you know, she's a good sport. She's very professional. 
mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so she she goes because you know they asked her, and you know she knows she gonna win something. She leaving mm-hmm. up with something. <laughs> so so <laughs> you know that's what it is. But I, I'm just tired of seeing niggas get so worked up about that shit because it's like y'all let 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 this shit go. Like everybody know the album was huge. Uh, everybody loved it. Uh, you know, was it my album of the year? I mean, I, I liked it. I wouldn't say all that, but everybody loved it. So the majority wins. So it was album of the year as far as like black people concerned, you know, the black populace. So yeah. So yeah, it's album of the year for us. And that's that's all that should matter. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think if people want to go off and write they, and write and, and say things about it, that's the right to do that. But, you know, the way I look at it, I guess I look at it, if I was an artist, well, if I was nominated for a Grammy at some point in the future, I would look at it like, okay, uh, a win is great, definitely great in terms of like name recognition and cloud. It would probably like to do things like get projects greenlit to, you know, bring in other artists to sort of build your own sort of base within the industry. But if it don't happen, that's okay too. <laughs> Yeah, especially if you get to a point where like people see you, where like you you finally get a chance to be noticed for your hard work and your talent, then that's cool. That should that should really be enough. But a win is always better. But you know, at the same time, I can't feel sorry for somebody who's won like the most Grammys ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? that that too. It's just like you know, she she's good. She's good. She's she's good. Like, I, I understand she didn't take the big prize home, but neither but you know who else? Jan Jan never got it. I don't think Diana Ross, Diana Ross never even got a competitive Grammy ever throughout her whole career. You know, so, so she didn't even got one competitive Grammy. She got some Lifetime Achievement Grammys, but that's about it. You know, uh, Madonna, no album of the year. Whitney, no album of the year. Uh, no. So, I mean, she's in good company. <laughs> right. And, you know, by the next time she drop an album, who knows who's voting? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Because they, cl- it's very clear that they don't want to give it to her. Because you would mm. think after the best one, when Lemonade came, they'd be like, "Oh, you know, we got to make up for last time." But no, <laughs> like no. And then this time, you was like, "Well, they gotta make up for last two times." They're like, "No, <laughs> no, no, no." So it's just it is what it is, man. That woman ain't hurt for no fucking statue. She got all. She got the record from both of them. She gonna keep winning them anyway. So. It is what it is. Fuck them people. Fuck that show. Don't watch it. Don't support it. Unless you're like Afro Sensei and you get nominated. That's, that's different. <laughs> oh, maybe you want to see some, see some performances because Lizzo did a good performance and there are a couple other ones that, you know, that were enjoyable. So there's that part too. So <laughs> I, never, I never get caught up in the performances. I guess I'll just wait for the next day to watch it maybe. Mm. I think the last performance I watched live was maybe Cardi B. Oh, okay. Damn, that was a while ago. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I don't be caring about them before. Oh, was what year was Beyonce? I think she did. Was that the same year? Or was that twenty seventeen? Yeah, yeah, that was the Sun God. Oh, are you breaking up a little bit when you talk? I'm not sure what's happening over there. Hello, can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with the Sun God shit, mm. the yeah. chair, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, don't support award shows. Uh. <laughs> Next topic, you you said something in the show notes about Shaka Khan. Oh yeah, Shaka Khan went off on uh, the Rolling Stone list. <laughs> oh yeah. See, they're another one that I'm. We need to really abort them too. Like that's boy time rolling. Did you? Oh, speaking of, did you hear about that controversy with the weekend show? 
And them talking about like they they took shots at Rolling Stone on the episode of the show. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, I should have sent that to you. So apparently, Weekend had a show that was coming on HBO. I still don't know the fate of it. I don't know if it's coming or delayed or whatever. The shot was uh, they talked about this artist. It's about some artist, and Weekend actually in the show, and he's like a part of like the people that run it. And they talked about putting her in Rolling Stone. He said, well, why should we put her in Rolling Stone that nobody cares about when we could just post her on Instagram on this page and she gets all these followers and all this. Well, Rolling Stone only has this many followers and nobody cares about Rolling Stone. <laughs> and somebody at Rolling Stone posted a reaction meme with like a monkey. I don't think they meant any harm by it, but people said that it was racist. Mm. So yeah, so yeah, Rolling Stone a lot of <laughs> like Rolling Stone getting a lot of strays lately. <laughs> well, yeah, but I will say about the list in general because I went through the list. Uh, I mean, it was a, a it had the obvious things on there. I mean, number one was Rita Franklin, number two was Whitney. You know, the, the top ten was pretty predictable, but in a good way. Um, but I would say outside the, the list that they had, they had some you know some names that you know it was it was a more diverse list than it, it would have been say 20, 30 years ago. In terms of like not just uh, Black American or Latino American singers, but also like singers that are international, singers that are outside of America, they they include some some different lots of different names from different sources. I would, so I would give them that credit. But you know, lists like this they designed to get under somebody's skin, and they got under shock because she let. Well, first they asked her about <laughs> uh, the host asked her about you know um, did she back in the day when she was singing Sweet Thing after Mary covered it. Then she introduced the song by saying, this is a song that married you obliged fucked up. She said, no, I didn't, but I probably said it to her in private. <laughs> and then she went on this whole thing where she, where she talked to Mary. It's like, what, you know, what time did you sing that song? And she said, I was, I had been up all night and everything else. I said, girl, you don't sing that song it's like a motherfucking morning. And she went on oh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then so, but she, but she said, like, we, they said that she said they, they have that kind of relationship where they can talk to each other in that way and still be cool. So I trust mm-hmm. when she says that. Um, and so, and then, and then they read some things off the list and they, they read, uh, you know, Rita Franklin, which she agreed with, with me, she agreed with Mariah, she side eyed saying it was some pale shit. Um, Beyonce, mm. she said, <laughs> Beyonce, she said, um, Said she wasn't gonna say anything about Beyonce, but then she said, then she said Beyonce has the potential to be, you know, one of the greats, and she has the vocal chops. Um, oh, whoa, hold on, wait, that was kind of a, a, a <laughs> wait, that was kind of a, a sneak, not a sneak diss, but that was kind of shady. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she said. So, uh, but then, uh, and then she said, who else she said? Oh, then it's, she, she mentioned it, it, she didn't mention that uh, Christina Aguilera, and she said, "Well, she all right. A lot of black folks like her." And then they then she they mentioned that Adele, and I believe Mary were like a couple of spots ahead of her. And then they, that's when she said, "You know, these bitches are blind. These these must be the children." Helen Helen Keller, and then that's when that's that's pretty much the whole <laughs> part of that segment. And so then people reacted to that and online and everything else. Then she issued like a little apology, saying like, you know, uh, was she drunk she, again? I, I don't know, cause yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it's like the thing with Stephanie Mills recently. You, if you did you hear about that, well, well she would sat down with Vlad and asked her about Diana Ross compared to Beyonce, and she said like, you know, Beyonce is great, but she's hip hop, and Diana Ross is like incomparable, and you know, some of the beehive try to get at her, but she was like, I said what I said. You know, it's like with the old school singers. You know, if you ask them, they won't tell. <laughs> A generational thing too, you know, like yeah, because like, like for her, Diana Ross, Diana Ross is her Beyonce, you know. 
Exactly. Just like a generation look at marriage at Beyonce. Mm. You know, so uh, I, I mean, Shaka apologized. Say Stephanie did. I mean, what Shaka said was definitely was harsher than what uh, Stephanie said. But you know, I mean, people have not apologized for worse. Is is worse things wow. than I said. It's, it's, Here, here's I, another thing too, y'all. Everybody ain't got to kiss Beyonce ass. Like, don't get me when, wrong. When, even, I don't think it was Beyonce. So I think it was a marriage stuff that really threw, that kind of that kind of like oh, like she shows violence part. I don't think people reacted to Beyonce as much with uh, Shaka. The Stephanie they kind of did, but you know, but continue. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> The woman, that woman was how seventy million was sixty something, almost seventy, probably probably sixties. Yeah, that's hard. Like if you ask if you ask Journey Gill what he think about the weekend, he might be like, oh, uh, well, you know, uh, he tries, you know. Oh, he might say, say, what is a weekend? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, he might say something slick. That's just, that's just, that's just. They just in their ways, they in their errors, you know. If you if you ask them who they thought was the best out of Luther or you know, Usher, some of them might be like, you know, Usher, he's a good kid, you know. They probably still call him kid, you know. He mm. got a lot of potential, you know. He he did a lot of stuff, but he ain't no Luther, you know. He can't sing like no Luther, you know. That's just how them old people be, man. And also the fact that sometimes, you know, I mean. I, I think that I, I, I said this on last year Friday. I think some because I was thinking about uh, I, I listened to this podcast on Rolling Stone, and they were talking about the Rihanna performance at the Super Bowl, and um, they had one person on that liked it, and another person on that didn't like it. And the host said, "You know, I'm, I, to the guy that didn't like, it, he said, I'm kind of glad you were on here and that you sort of defend your position because a lot of times it's just it's this thing he called it poptimism that, that I agree with that like that like people are afraid to say anything negative about anything that that relates to like." popular music whether that's a new song a new video performance or whatever and, and it's like Beyonce Beyonce but even Rihanna is like because I, I would I didn't I mean I love I, I didn't particularly think it was like the best performance either it wasn't bad but it was kind of like oh okay you know Here's the thing we, when you put into the perspective that this woman is like about to pop it gives and, it a whole new level and, and um, yeah there, there is that I, I, it, I, it take it up to another level it it does. I mean, the, the set design was amazing, but I just felt like it didn't just. It never just. It was there. But it was here. And then also, and, but, 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 it, but it didn't kick it to the next. It didn't go to the next thing for me. I know Rihanna's whole thing is like I'm unbothered and I'm hiding and I'm giving a fuck. Right. But like, but but, but 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 that but that was like as usually on a ten, and right there it was on a seven. Oh yeah, but she probably looked tired. You know, just, <laughs> she I think, I think I think I give her a lot of grace because one, she Rihanna, and I I never expect much from Rihanna as well. As far as performing, uh, yeah. just because she's like her th- like you said, her thing is I'm hot, I'm unbothered, I don't give a fuck. That's her whole thing. So when I'm just be like, oh, she came out and she sung and she danced, when well, she kind of danced and she leave, you know. But this was like the most effort I see her put into a performance live, especially considering that she's pregnant. So she gives my uh, I tip my hat to the woman. I thought it was mm. a cool moment to like mm. you know share with the world on that stage. I think she's. She checked all the boxes to me, you know. It was it, you know, did it did it leave an impact? Yes. You know, did it have people talking about it the next day? Yes. You know, uh, you could say she cheated with the baby thing, but hey, you know, we gotta <laughs> use it. Well, you know, it was, I think she I think she I think she did it all, you know. Is now will we talk will we, will we be talking about the exact whole performance like 15 years from now? Maybe not, but you know. Yeah, I think. Well, I, think she, I, I don't. Yeah. Anybody that have a problem with it though, I don't. I don't knock nobody for not like being wild by it, you know. Mm. 
Yeah, but it's just like even with that performance, people with this thing where people were like, "Wait, what did you expect for Rihanna?" I was like, I'm like I, I get that she's not like a dancer's dancer. It's like I don't expect I don't expect Beyonce, but I expected I, but I expected the capital or Riri, and, it, and to me, it, it wasn't that. And and but the Rolling Stone thing is, someone the guy said like, "I'm glad that the guy that said that he didn't like it, you know, sort of defended himself his position and, and it didn't fold because you know whenever you say something that's like that's not glowing or like it was it was everything it was epic it was it was it was iconic people people have made it like try to try to come for you and you know assign these things to you like you know um you know like and so getting back to shaka you know if she felt that way about it like i said what she said was she said in a way it was pretty harsh <laughs> but oh even stephanie stephanie mills is like you know if they you know they said how they said it and then that's just it you know if, if she if she didn't like um and she feels like you know Diana Ross because we're really Diana Ross and Beyonce are two different people artists. And also the fact that Diana Ross has created the lane that Beyonce travels on. You know she created that foundation really. Um, you know she feels that way about it, then she can say that. <laughs> if someone didn't care for uh, you know uh, Rihanna's performance, and they should be able to say it. Now, you know it's a way to say it in a way that it doesn't come off. You know, and it not sound like hate yeah, misogynistic or any other any other isms or icks. But like, you know, if you didn't if you don't care for something, then people can people should feel free to uh say it about yeah. while fear being think piece to death. <laughs> right, yeah. Like like Renaissance. I think it's a good album. Mm-hmm. I, know, I think it's a great album. I think front to back is one of her best works, but do I like it? I mean, do I I didn't gush after it like everybody else did. I thought mm-hmm. it was cool, you mm-hmm. know, but I just didn't like I didn't, just didn't love it like I did like Lemonade or maybe Four, you know. But I think it's a good body of work for sure. You know, I think it deserves the praise. But it's just I just didn't gush, you know. And then mm. if you don't gush, people feel like oh you didn't like it or you're a hater. It's like nigga, mm. I, I, I said it was good. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> like what yeah, what, like what lift me up. I was like yeah, I'm all right. And it's, 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 like it, it. yeah, it didn't resonate with me. Like you know, I know it's tonight is nominated for the Oscar. You know, it's like if she wins, that's great, but I'm still not gonna like it. <laughs> you know, so and I don't, I don't like every Beyonce song. You know, so oh, it, hell it, no, Black Parade is the worst song ever. <laughs> you know, or, or, or even or, or some of them, it's like you know, I like I like it when she performs it live, or when I watch performances of it, but I won't like it on record. You know, so oh, I gotta ask you, did you did you win your Hunger Game ticket? <laughs> no, no, I've been wait listed. <laughs> I got wait listed. <laughs> Uh, where where did you apply? Two shows. I applied to Dallas and I applied to Houston. Dang, and you missed both, both of them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing: me and the girl I talked to, she she, I told her we we both did that. I told her to do New Orleans because that was the day mm-hmm. of her birthday, and I did Louisville, Kentucky because she she's originally from the Midwest. Oh, okay. So of course we got into the Kentucky one. <laughs> <laughs> All this, she got the waitlist. So it's like, man, did I have to pick the obscure places to go to to, to, to get so. like? <laughs> but you'll get in though. I mean, you you'll have access, you know. Yeah, we'll see. I hope. I, if, if, I hope if it, if it is, well, I hope it's Dallas because that'd be the same week as the Madonna show. So. Oh yeah! Oh, you'll be spending some money. Look at you. <laughs> oh well, no, that's well, that was layaway with the Madonna one. So yeah, <laughs> a bit that's, of that's, time. That's, that's, that's <laughs> though, because. Like we all know, Beyonce ain't gonna retire no time soon. So she probably gonna do another album and tour in like another three, three years, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But Madonna, we don't, we don't know. Next time we get another Madonna World Tour. Yeah, it's true. Especially one that's that says that says uh willing to dip into the back catalog is this one because she's too simple. She's like fuck all that. Y'all getting this new stuff, you know? 
When was the last Madonna uh, big tour? Last one was Madden Mix in 2019, 2020. Um, mm. That was more of a, like a theater tour. And, like she was based oh. like, like in theater, like in, like, in, like in Brooklyn and other places like that. And I wasn't, you know, that was, you know, I wasn't paying for that. <laughs> okay, so this is this is it. So this is your first time seeing her? Maybe the second time. First time I saw oh. her was uh, MDNA back in 2012. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, not, yeah, not one of my favorite, not one of my favorite albums from, but the show was great. So, right, you get what you can get. Oh man, anything else you feel like covering, talking about? We had the R and B, uh, class. I guess the uh, that R and B deep, not the R and B divas, but like uh, the show with oh. S W V and Escape. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it, but you saw the first. Episode. What did you think about the first episode? I mean, you know. There's there will be drama foot most at this point. Look, it's mostly from uh escape side, because uh, those don't know this is a new show on Bravo about escape and uh and SWV uh trying to launch this joint tour to sort of just you know celebrate their mutual legendary status <laughs> as uh R and B groups. Um and SWV at least you know they seem to be in a good place as far as getting along and, and performing and getting to the bag, whatever you want to call it. But Escape, there are major problems because apparently uh, Tasha and her sister Tamika had a fallen out over something that happened in Vegas. Apparently um, Tamika and somebody else were locked out of the dressing room for like an hour and Tamika and, and Tasha just left with her people and just, you know, didn't see didn't see about her sister and Tamika called her out for that via text chat and they haven't been on speaking terms when the show starts. And so they meet with SWV, they announce the, they, they, they uh, say we want to go on tour together and they start bouncing off ideas. And then Taj notices that uh, Tasha is quiet and Tasha says like, well, I'm going to go on tour because I think we just have a lot of unresolved issues we got to work through. And, you know, making things awkward for everybody. Uh, and then eventually uh, their mother, Gloria, calls a meeting, a family meeting. And if you watch that meeting, you get an idea of what Tamika has been dealing with for the past, at this point, nearly 50 years. These women are, you know, late 40s at this point, you know. Um, and you meet because the mother just clearly Tasha is the gold, Tasha is the golden child. Tamika is the is the scapegoat. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> is Tiny is Tiny on there? Mm-hmm. They all on there. Okay, so they got they got everybody. Of course, Candy on there. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, she <laughs> her idea. You know, she runs Bravo now. That's true. Yeah. Uh, people I mean but, uh, people get on candy by her singing, but really, I mean, she she hit she held down the low end low end with her you know vocals. Uh I don't even knock her singing. I just knock her as a person on that show. I'd be like, <laughs> oh man, Lord, how she even get picked? Like, <laughs> but that is like her show though. Yeah, I think hmm. she get picked. I think she might get picked because she don't she she just Lay back in the cut and sort of come. She come. She gets into enough of the mess to stick around, but not enough to where she's like competing for the top spot with mm-hmm. whoever is at the moment. So it's probably why she's a very sturdy force, much like right. in, much like an escape, you know. Because I mean, yeah, her and Tasha got beef, but like typically, she like I said, Tamika and Tasha were like the the, the big blowing singers, and like you know, Candy held down the low end and she had high she hit the high on understanding, but you know, on that song, but like you know, she's a very like sturdy in that way um so and i feel like swv has probably like been on good terms and they doesn't got out they messed out they system on their own reality show because they had mm-hmm. a reality show on like, oxygen 
Uh, we, we, about 10 years ago, we about 10 years ago, yeah, right. right. So, they I think they're in a good place. Shit, they would just book that Grambling homecoming, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, the girls are busy, so mm. uh, it's good for them. I, you know what? I used to be real judgmental towards like legacy acts like that. I used to be like, when they do shit like that, I'd be like, y'all kind of watch up, y'all trying to get the chick, but now I get them a lot of grace because shit, one, everybody gotta eat, and two, um, it's good to see them still be relevant you know uh mm. still be trying to do work still get their flowers while they can smell them you know mm. at least they're not on drugs or you know mm. it ain't no like no tragic rock star type in you know yeah but sometimes yeah. i could do without the, the messy shit though um <laughs> <laughs> like we like it but it's like sometimes it'd be like ooh, like y'all could have kept that one uh off the screen yeah, well, the, the, the mess with the mess I ain't gonna reveal it, but the mess with Tamika and Taj the first episode is it's some deep mess. So, yeah, I think that, that's something I tap into for the show. I'll watch mm -hmm. it because uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I had to watch the last season of Real Housewives of Atlanta because this girl I was talking to liked it. So, if I could tolerate that, <laughs> I could sit through. I, I didn't watch the, I didn't really watch the last season of that. I watched more of Potomac than I watched of uh of uh, Atlanta, yeah. and I really watched. I really watched more of the reunion than I did any of the, the full episodes of Potomac. So, but well, the thing with Atlanta is they they kind of running low on storylines, like mm. so they kind of stretch a lot of stuff out. Like, and some of the moments kind of feel forced. Like, uh, what's the girl name? Oh, not not Kendra, not Marlo, not Sheree. Damn, yeah. I forgot her name. Not no, unfortunately, ain't on her no more. Oh, yeah. oh Eva. Nah, I don't think her name evil. Drew. Damn, her, she, Drew. There the we door, go. Yeah. Yes, Drew brought a bone, a literal dog bone, to somebody. Talking about go take that back to um uh, to to uh your 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 owner. Sure, 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 she gave that to Sheree friend. I was like, man, that was so staged. Like, come on, y'all. Like, <laughs> please stop, stop, stop. <laughs> Stop it. But uh, you know, it still have his moments though with Kendra, you know, giving her her Kenya. reads and Kenya, Kenya, I'm sorry, I said Kendra. Kenya giving her reads and Marlo's just so nasty and mean. I don't know why they gave her a peach, but <laughs> but mm. mm -mm -mm. finally had she bought Sheree fashion show. That was, I guess that was <laughs> Full circle moment because I don't remember watching the first two seasons in real was, time. And then the white was like, This person had fashion with no fashions. How dreadful. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and he still looked the same. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it looked like a him from the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> he looks the same. So, yeah, it was yeah. funny seeing him. Yeah. So, it's a full circle moment. Mm. Mm -mm. <sighs> One last thing before we leave. I just want to say, Saucy Santana. I applaud them for their bravery to announce that hooker looks very, very lame when niggas smoke it. <laughs> I've been saying that for years. It's problematic, but I support him. He got he got a fan in me. Well, he, I wait, well, well, I think he, didn't he, he said it. He said it was weird when street men do it, right? Yeah, yeah. He said y'all. Yeah, <laughs> y'all need a blood, <laughs> but you know it it, it. it it. I mean, it, it reeks a bit of a pick me, but you know, <laughs> yes, it does. Yes. It does. It does. It does. It's, it's yes. like because I, I saw a friend of mine posted that as a status about Sausage Towns, you know, saying like I think he said something like you know, it Sausage Towns comments prove that it's because 
you 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 have you you represent a certain marginalized identity or whatever. That doesn't mean you 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 are you have the range for all the conversations, <laughs> you know. And look, yeah. that's his <laughs> I mean, the- yeah, but still, it's, it's like it's 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 stuff like that when people say like, oh, you know, when when it's it's like. Is that attempt that some gay men do when it's like, you know, streaming, I shouldn't do this. It's just like they, they want to side, they want to pander to like, you know, the, the things like um pan, pander to like certain stereotypes, certain ideas to like, you know, get in bed with folks that like maybe that they won't particularly care for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it's like, you know, you know, who could think it's kind of a mind thing, but it, it's like it's like it's a it's a in a similar it's, it's, in a, it's in a broader picture of, of the same gay folks who were like on the baby side. They made them comments at, at rolling out or whatever, you know. Boy, <laughs> the baby had gay supporters on that. I mean, most of his fans before, before the incident were gay men. What? Most of the fans, most people before that little rollout thing, most of the people that were listening to his music, I would say, were probably gay guys and women. I can't think. Of, <laughs> I can't think of too many straight guys that were listening to, to that were saying like they were the baby fans. If you think about yeah, it, yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of straight niggas turned on him because everybody was saying that all his songs sounded the same. Right, the people that were initially supporting it was yeah was, <laughs> and then he said that and he was like, oh okay. <laughs> I had no idea he he had a a, a glad following. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he had the glad following, but he had the the BGC following. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. I mean, I, I can get it because, you know, the, the voice and the, the, the little niggas. But mm-hmm. I thought by the time he did that, that everybody jumped ship and stuff like, you know, the problematic phase. Like the way well, he yeah, well, yeah, when he when he said that, people did jump ship because uh, before that, no, I mean, he had probably more than a few that was like, in, you know, into him. Because, you know, before that, he'd been, he's had like a lot of, like, you know, incidents of hitting women, like, well, like being very aggressive and like, yeah, he had, yeah, he had a couple of what was like, well, one, one or two of my, you could kind of see his point. Like he had like one guy that he had, that he got into it because he was like trying to take pictures of his daughter or something like that, which people, most people like mm-hmm. understood that. But then, like you said, he had another incident where it was like he was a woman in public that kind of like ran up on him and he like pushed her away or something, like, or something happened yeah. with her. Then he took so, another yeah. woman but, but it was like, but yeah, I would say that probably happened maybe around the same time as Roland Loud Loud thing. So, uh, but yeah, it wasn't more. Yeah, his primary fan base was like, like yeah, it was more than a few, you know, uh, gay men that enjoyed him. <laughs> uh, At least I do. Yeah, um, you know. So. But no, nah, Saucy. Well, Saucy, Saucy tried to clear it. Well, they, they, they didn't clear it. Up. They just, they stood firm on what they said. It's like, you know, the niggas I like, hood niggas. You know, I like them to look hood. You know, be hood, and don't you don't look hood when you. Got the hooker in your mouth. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get pixies, I guess. There's a video of a guy. Um, it was two guys at a hookah bar, and the other dude was like, "Man, I don't smoke no hookah, man. I'm a grown man. I don't do that." And then when he left, he picked it up, and then Material Girl started playing. You know, then he started smoking it, all kind of sassy, like. Hmm. So I'm like, so we have reached this point. <laughs> I guess it is. I guess it's it's, it's like kind of like when people were that whole thing happened with Drake with uh with that 21 uh we do oh, something yeah. for me. Everybody <laughs> was like making videos so far about how sassy he sounded, but to me he just sounded like Drake. He just sounded like Drake. I, I, I didn't hear it. Like it's like a 21. Would you do something for me? Like it's 
It didn't, sound, like, it, it didn't, it didn't sound any different than how he usually sounds. Exactly. They made it sound like yeah. he was slapping 21 and on the ass. He's, it's, he's the same people that like lose their minds over like, you know, Jonathan Major's Ebony cover and him and Michael B. Jordan taking <laughs> pictures together. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it's so clear that they do that's deliberate when they do that now. Because <laughs> like, I'm like, that's the same type of like the pictures he had with Ryan Cooler were more intimate. Mm, but which is strange because it's like Jonathan Majors is like he, you know, he, he kind of checks all the boxes of quote unquote a real man should be. Like he, you know, he's like he look, he looks very rugged. He's not like a pretty boy. The roles he plays oh, are like no. very or like very like masculine, traditionally masculine roles, like you know. Shoot, if he ain't, which I want for that man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, have you seen Creed Three? I haven't yet. I, I, I plan to, but at some point. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna go myself and see it. Uh, mm. It looks good. Like we talked about the the previews and follow up, like mm. going to go see. So I guess the next time y'all hear from us, we'll give a Creed Three review. Mm. Uh, uh, uh. So. But that being said, that was the latest episode of the Side Eye. We appreciate y'all for listening. If you stayed the whole time, uh, shout out to my homegirl. I ain't gonna say your name, but thank you for listening and giving us the honest feedback. I don't know the time of this one. Hopefully, mm, you see we... the whole thing. <laughs> what did you say? I think we crossed the line on time. So, <laughs> wow. oh, oh well, but you, well, I mean, you know, give us feedback. We appreciate the feedback. Uh, we do the best we can. What we got. Uh yeah, stay on the lookout. Next episode be be definitely before the end of the month. Uh I think succession's coming back, so we could do it. Yes, it is season. last season. Yep. Oh, which it should be. That's good. I love I love what shows <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I love it. No when to leave. But uh yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna do a succession preview. Cause I, I need more black people to watch succession. I know y'all be like, y'all don't like watching nothing with white people. Whole These white. motherfuckers are crazy. Bro, it's worth it. It's good TV. It's like White Empire, but minus the the, the over-the-top shenanigans. I mean, it's over-the-top, but, uh, but just like kind of believable because you, you, I just can see right. the family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, y'all give it a try, man. But we'll be back with a preview of the, the, the final season of our thoughts and whatnot. And yeah, man, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for sticking around. I'm Uptown Bobby. And I'm Kay Clark. And y'all, you know, keep your eyes open, keep your eyebrows raised, and don't be out here looking crazy. <laughs> we out. Yeah.